Today on the Av Podcast, I'm introducing a podcast series that, while it's designed for my YouTube page, my South Sharav YouTube channel, I'm in my biggie small sphere right now, and I'm going to spread love on all platforms. So I've been talking about this for a while now, and, and now I don't have to talk about it like a pipe dream. It's for real now. I'm talking about, of course, the official R&B fantasy draft. Over the course of the next six Fridays today, I'm going to be releasing each round of the draft. I'm excited for it. I'll save the breakdown of the format after the theme music kicks in, but it includes the greatest singers and R&B artists since 1980, the last 42 years. I'll break it down deeper. I promise. I promise you. But I'm joined throughout the draft by DJ Chris Nice, DJ Keo, Welcome Productions, and first-time guest of my show, the one and only Shally, as we're going to go through round one of the R&B draft. Once again, it'll be out every Friday from today until November 11th, the same day, ironically, as the world premiere of the new Black Panther movie. All right, so stay locked in with me as each round is released. I appreciate you in my best DJ Khaled voice. <laughs> also, myself and the, and, and the help of my guests for this draft has, has curated a playlist in conjunction with the launch of the draft that's going to be updated weekly every Saturday morning after the launch of each round. It's called, of course... The R&B Fantasy Draft Playlist, hashtag South Shore Ave, where we'll be sharing two to three songs from each selected artist and producers from each round. All right, the playlist is on Spotify. It's attached to the show notes. So check it out after, after, after the episode, all right? All right, so stay patient. Stay patient today. But seriously, I, I do really appreciate you, and I'm appreciating you already for tuning in and checking in. South Shore Ave is, of course, available wherever you listen to podcasts especially on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and Alexa, as well as Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. All right, hit these five stars for me, please, for all of my love and my hard work, especially because he likes me, you know, so it's the very best way to show me love. All right, just click on it while you listen to it. It takes about 2.7 seconds of your time. You're a great multitasker. If no one else told you before, I'm telling you now, all right? You can listen to me and, and, and click on those five stars. I believe in you. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show and South Shirav as a company record label and staff. And check out SouthShirav.com for all of my latest episodes, a deep dive into my catalog, all right? Once again, that's SouthShirav.com. Whether you're watching or listening to the series, seriously, feel free to hit me up in the comments, especially in the comment sections of these shows. And for the ones that know me directly, I expect you to hit me up, especially to the bait and banter. All right. I'm, I'm here for all of it. All right. So let's have a good time with this. It's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Shore Ave Radio. It's R&B. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Shore Ave Radio. Uh, welcome to the Av Podcast, and welcome to the official R&B Fantasy Draft. So I'm not going to hold everybody too long. I want to get started. I think we're all excited to do this. Um, we've already been talking trash a little bit. I'm, I'm feeling Chris nice just before we begin, just, just so you know, to start. Um, but I want to, uh, before I introduce the rules of the game, um, I want to introduce all of these guests here. So... My first guest, I'm going to read this off just to make sure. My first guest that's selecting last in the first round um, 
He's been a past guest on my show. You can catch his show every week on My Line Radio, but I'll let him provide more details at the end of the show. This is my partner for the annual Sunday afternoon uh, carnival barbecue party. And he's also has almost 40 years of DJing, so he fits right into this format. All right, so please welcome DJ Chris Nice to the show. How you doing today? Good, good. What up, what up, what up? Glad to be back, man. Out, out of the, um, what was it again? The janitor's closet again. Yeah, you, you'll be going right back in. Don't worry about that. You'll be going right back in, right back in. Uh, my next guest is a first-timer on this show. She is a pop-oriented R&B singer, and she's released 14 singles, garnering millions of streams online, including multiple major playlists on Spotify. And I would like to tip your cap and raise your glass as you give a warm welcome to Shally. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. How's everybody doing? Thanks for that great introduction. No problem, no problem, no problem. <laughs> I want an autograph before the show's over. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, my next guest is a longtime DJ and music lover as well since the early 80s. You can catch his weekly show, Walk Hours, every Thursday on My Line Radio. The owner and partner of FetNet. He also appeared on the 25th, on my 25th anniversary episode of, of, uh, of Buju's classic album, Till Shiloh. And even though his roots are embedded in the soca community, he was also the co-owner of Rock and Soul, legendary record store before I moved to Toronto um, at the, in the Malvern Mall. And he doesn't know this, he doesn't know this, but before I moved to Toronto, I, I um, had a little bit of change, a little bit of change. And I bought two CDs. One I can't find, and the, the other one is this, if you can see it. Oh, yes. Wow. Method Man to Cal. Wow. And the other one, nice. was, the other one was the Mary J and, and, and Method Man classic, the All You oh, Need to Get By, with yes. all the singles, all, right. all the singles on there, all the remixes and everything else. So, so yes. I thank you for that, for sending me back to Montreal on the 401. <laughs> I can soul, man. With, with all I that music, soul. I still have the CDs to this day. I just can't find the other one. That's well, okay. Please, yes, man. So please welcome Kevin, aka aka Welcome Productions. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. Pleased to be here, and uh, uh, you, you just give me back some history, man. And myself, even time flies very quickly. Yeah, man. Gotta yes, got to give the Rock flowers. Soul. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Good times, man. Good times. Good times, good times, good time at a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was that was an ideal time. The 90s was a great time for music, mm -hmm. regardless of the genre, whether it be dance hall, R and B, hip hop, classic sure. house. Sure. Like, there was that was a that was a great decade. Vinyl. Vinyl needles. Exactly. Remember that? Remember needles? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Remember record players? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for having me. No problem. And, uh, no I'm problem. Definitely looking forward to this. Good seeing Chris as well. Long time. Malvin crew. No yes. problem. All right. And, all right. And, and last but certainly not least, he's been a frequent guest of my show. Uh, most memorably, the uh, 25th anniversary of the Fuji's album, The Score. Um, he's a DJ producer himself, and you can catch him on his YouTube channel that reviews and previews DJ equipment. It completes with interviews and the culture of DJing overall. Uh, please welcome DJ Keel to the show. How are you doing today, sir? Yo. Good to be back. Glad, glad to be back. Feeling good. Feeling nice right now. Mm -hmm. It's too mm -hmm. early to tell, though, but I'm feeling good. At least we're getting <laughs> No blows yet. No blows yet. <laughs> not yet. Soon. 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 Yeah. But not yet. Not yet. So I want to explain the format before we begin. So as I mentioned before, this is the R&B draft. 
and how it's working. It's going to, if anybody's familiar with fantasy sports, I've kind of mixed the worlds together of sports and music. And what I've done is we're making a super group. Instead of a team, we're making a super group of all the greatest artists of the last 42 years. So basically, they've had to start their career from 1980 going onward. All right. So the, the, the Marvin Gaye's, the Aretha Franklin's, the, uh, the Quincy Jones, the Diana Ross's, the Isley Brothers, eh, they're not allowed. They're not allowed on this. Right. So this is where it makes it a little difficult. And I love the oh. 70s. The 70s oh. is my favorite era of R&B music. But I, I, even I have to abide by the rules today. All right. So we've um, so it consists of four artists and you can it can be solo or you can pick them from a group. Um, and in fantasy football, for the ones that actually play that, um, there's a thing that we're, we're at the end of it. You can pick a defense. Um, so the defense in this format is the producer. So while you have your four artists, this is the one that you, you get a chance to pick your producer to put it all together to make that classic sound for everybody that you're picking out of this list. And it can be from anybody. It can be from Luther Vandross to Normandy to, to Jay Valentine to, you know, to Casey and Joe. However you want to do it. However you want to do it. If you want to pick Jay Valentine, I don't know. But, <laughs> but you can, you, it, it ranges. I want to see who pulls that one. <laughs> I, 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 I want to see too. Keel. That's like round, round 18. That's when Jay Valentine comes out. <laughs> We're digging the barrel right there. <laughs> the, the only exception I've made to this list so far is that I am allowing two exceptions to this list because their career started in the 70s, but they mm. were such iconic legends and their prime was destroying the 80s that I have to allow them or else it just wouldn't be right. Uh, the, the first exception is Prince. The next exception is Michael Jackson. All right. So other than that, anything goes from, from here. Let's see. Let's see if they'll be around at number five. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. And here's the, the master list we'll be working from here where we're going to be basically putting everybody's name on the, underneath them so they know exactly which round they picked them from and, and we're going to go from there. So it'll be the snake draft. If you can follow the arrow, it's going to go from right, sorry, from left to right, down, right to left, and vice versa, all the way down to, to round five. All right. So before we start this draft, is there any last words before we begin? Oh, I have one last addition. Yeah. Addition? With regard, yeah, with regard, and it has nothing to do with the draft, but you mentioned I do a, a soca show on Thursdays from 2 until 5 on My Lime Radio, but I also do like an old school show on Fridays okay. on My Lime Radio as well. So that, Okay. And, yeah. and, you, and you'll be able to plug the hell out of it at the end of, at the end of this. Right. So. For, for certain. <laughs> so no worries. I'll, I'll let you run wild on that. Okay. Perfect. All right. So while we're, while we're here, we may as well start the draft right now. Not, nothing better than the present, right? You got the first pick. Who are we going with? I think I already so, know. But who I are have we going the first with? pick. Okay. Okay. Let's I'm just gonna do this first, and and uh, I'm just gonna just uh, add to the attire real quick, and uh, oh, <laughs> let's, okay, let, no right. words are needed. Yes, okay, <laughs> all right, I knew it. Straight Prince, just <laughs> right from <laughs> <I jump>. it. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have to write it down. I knew it. You knew that. You knew that was Chris. Chris knew that was coming. Chris oh, okay. knew that was coming. <laughs> Okay, that but for sure. but but explain for the people. Explain for the people why. Give us give us a little education on why you're making this pick. I, it's pretty obvious, but yeah, 
I, I want you to know from your perspective, because I think some people might be like, what? Right. Based, based on the criteria, right? Other people may not know the history of this gentleman, this icon, this genius. So the reason I took Prince first is because he is the full package. Singer, songwriter, arranger, musician, performer, mm. producer, extraordinaire. So I had to pick him first because one, he does all of those things and he has definitely made a mark in all of the decades that he has released music. Also, business-wise, I believe as an artist, he has, you know, set a pace that some artists are now catching on to and now getting the realization that own your stuff. I don't know whether it's a PG rating or not, but own <laughs> your masters. Mm -hmm. And to me, he was far yeah. ahead of his time far in terms of, of music, in terms of writing ability, in terms of business, and just, just his mindset, truly. I mean, that, that, that's, that's not even mentioning all the things that he did behind the scenes for communities and, and um, you know, hospitals and just people in general. So that's my first pick. That's where I stand. And, and, I, and I heard he was, he was so business-minded with that, that if you didn't own your master's, he didn't work with you. That's correct. Yeah. There, there are a number of stories out there that he would say, listen, if you don't own your master's, I can't work with you, one. Or, uh, you know, I'll work with you, but you have to change it a little bit so it doesn't sound exactly because like he doesn't mine. want anybody else owning his stuff. I mean, I had... I had the great pleasure of taking a, a road trip with, with, with my best friend to Paisley Park Studios. So that just added to. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. That was, a, that was an amazing journey. And nice. Part two has to happen real soon. But mm -hmm. I would definitely and I strongly suggest anybody out there to take the time if you're a Prince fan. Even if, even if you just want to know a bit more about Prince, make that trip to Paisley Park. It is nice. definitely worth it. Nice. That thing with the Masters, he has a story, I don't know if you guys ever heard it, with Nas. And Nas approached him, and, and Nas was like, they asked Nas, has anybody ever turned you down? And he was like, yeah, he said, Prince. Prince said, do you own your Masters? He said, no. He said, come back and talk to me when you do. Yeah. And he strolled off, and Nas yeah. said, I, I stood there like, like, like a nobody. <laughs> well, the, the, same, the same thing actually happened with DMX. Yeah, that's right. DMX said the same story. Right. Yeah, He said, you got to own your Masters. Then come back to me. Right. I mean, even with Alicia Keys, who had done a song that was very similar to one of his, he says, listen, you know, I'd love to be a part of this, but you have to change that key unless you own your masters. So what does that say? Man is yeah. way, way ahead of his time. Yeah. Ahead of his time. Pick and, number one. I think the, the, the craziest story I heard with him, too, was um, they interviewed um, Eric Clapton right, who's renowned as like a guitarist, like the mm -hmm. legendary guitarist, like one of the best ever, if not the best ever. And they asked him, they said, who do you think is the best guitarist ever? And he said, he, he didn't even flinch. He said, it's Prince. He's like, yeah. Prince is better than me on the guitar. And the, yeah, the interview yeah. was like, yeah, right. He's like, I'm not joking. He's like, it's Prince. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, it's like, it's not even, it's like, we're not even in the same universe. And I'm like, no. wow. No. Okay. Yeah. You know, but, uh, Chris had said something to me just recently about mm -hmm. Rick James. Oh, oh yeah. Geez, the, keyboard, the, the, the underlying keys in some of the tracks for, for, for the 1981 album that, that Rick James had put out, mm -hmm. that the, the, the keys, the sound 
was taken from Prince. He stole his like, keyboard. Literally. He stole yeah. his keyboard. That's a rivalry right there. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> he so stole his keyboard. You, when you have a guy that was at the top of the game at that time taking your stuff, you know you, you're on to something. You know yeah. the threat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we're blessed. We we're blessed to, to have him around, man. Yes. Got to make sure I, I put this in so we all can see. Yeah, big and bold there, Cal. <laughs> Full caps. <laughs> just so I could see it. Yes. Just, no just no problem. Sure no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, the number two pick, it's DJ Keo. Who do so, you got? I, I thought about this because we had the discussion before, you know, it's about artistry, you know, selling out tours, iconic stuff. So obviously I'm going with Michael Jackson. Like that goes without saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the reason why I thought about it is because number one, he would be a phenomenal lead singer for whatever group he's in. Like he's killing everybody else on the group. And two, the tour would be bonkers. Like, first of all, <laughs> the tour would be the most insane thing ever with the greatest stage show, whatever. So like it, that in itself right there earns the number two draft spot. Um, I think also like vocal arrangement for the rest of the band, for the group, and, you know, working with the producer to make sure that it sounds right like that. I think that would be, that's a no brainer right there. So I obviously I had to go with Michael Jackson. So that's my number two pick. I was hoping for a second you would, you would pick somebody. <laughs> so to me. I wasn't even going to explain. I was going to be like, as soon as you know, Michael Jackson. Like, exactly. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna leave that on the board? Like, come on, that's like Tom Brady. Are you gonna leave that? <laughs> can't do that. There, there's um, there's a documentary of um, of Michael Jackson's career from from the Jacksons to, and I think it ends it off the wall. I think Spike Lee either produced it mm -hmm. or executive produced it. I implore anybody and everybody to watch that. Like, that was an amazing documentary because what there was one thing. Yeah, it was good. Sorry? No, I saw that. I was really You saw really that, good. right? Yeah. Yeah, I love the way it was done. So there, there was a part in it where where I thought was fascinating where it was like almost like his journal, like his diary, and he had a like a master plan of all the stuff he wanted to accomplish. Like which included like dance step routines, you know, which like like just how to format his footwork. I, I gotta yeah, have the like, Yeah, he was like, I have to have the best footwork, you know, <laughs> better than Fred Astaire and this and this and this. And he went on the whole list and I was looking at it like Oh my it's god! Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it's at, but you can you can find it somewhere. But I remember looking at that, and I was amazed because I'm like, you know, playing basketball yeah. and stuff the most of my life. You know, you always, you always have that little structure. You didn't think it was mm -hmm. that detailed for music, but it makes sense, yeah. right? Because he's that great. You want everything mm -hmm. structured. So oh, yeah. that's, that's what they always tell you to write things down, right? The, the goals mm -hmm. that you want, and everything, right? But I thought that was awesome. Like that was like the, the yeah. thing that stuck with me the most. And it's the littlest detail. That's why, you know, he's such an icon. He's yeah. worried about, like, okay, what does the light look like on the stage where we're dancing in this or area or whatever? Like, mm -hmm. what, what's this song going to sound like if I have to perform it live? Like, he's worried about all these little things. Mm -hmm. Everybody else just records the song and go out there, and it sounds terrible when they do it live because they didn't even <laughs> think about it. Mm -hmm. what's, are you going to be able to sing this as a single? Like, you don't even know. Like, he's thinking about all this stuff way in advance, and I think that's why, like, he's an icon right there. Yeah, I, listen, I remember a quick story with, with uh, Michael Jackson when I just came to Canada as a little kid. I, I think he was the second concert I went to. My mom and my aunt and them dragged me to see uh, the first concert. Little kid, they dragged me to see uh, James Brown. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember being like 
watching my mother like holy smokes as, as my mom my mom and them were, like they tore that arena <laughs> and and the second show we saw we went to see the jackson five and i remember that was the first time i i saw the power that that a human being could have because i remember to this day they broke down the barricades and the jacksons had to literally run for their lives yeah, People, it was like a stampede after them. And as a little kid watching that, I was like, imagine commanding that kind of power where all these people just want to touch you. You know what I mean? So unfortunately, I never got to that level, but you understand what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Michael, Michael Jackson is special. Yeah. Man. He's, he's, and then they had this, you know, then him and Prince had this little rivalry, too. You know, which I didn't learn until like when I was much older. But I mean, yeah, that they're cool at too. it, man. <laughs> they were cool yeah. at it. The As you should. Rick James and, and Michael Jackson—they're all like they had their thing. They're all going at each other. Yeah. Like, well, the scandal. Alpha males, man. Yeah. 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 Three alpha yeah. males, all of them special. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to see that, especially with us. But you <laughs> get it though when it happens. You know what I mean? No, because yeah. well, it's all peaceful. It wasn't they weren't shooting in the streets, but like, yeah, exactly. It made well, music no. better. Some of it were... was peaceful because Prince wanted uh, to whoop his ass one time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw. Prince, I saw this part too. Yeah, the, I forgot. It was like a bounce. Uh, it's like security was telling a story about. Uh, I saw one was with Prince and one with um as James Brown. Mm-hmm. And they, they had like this little cartoon uh, like animating the story. Yes, yes. When James Brown, they, these guys owed James Brown money or something like that. He wanted to do the show. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, if you can find it on YouTube, you have to watch the video. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, it, it breaks the whole story. I've seen that. Story. I, it's yeah. hilarious. It's amazing, yeah. actually. <laughs> it's amazing, actually. There, um, there's also one with um, Outcast, but go. And, uh, yeah, Outcast is getting robbed. <laughs> But it's but the there's crazy story. there's one too with with Prince and Rick James if I remember correctly yeah 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 that one that one is legendary yeah that one is legendary and I, and I think he stole vanity he stole vanity yeah. from from uh, from Prince right out of a concert yeah. he brought her on a date he brought her on a date as as well. she went to use the bathroom he was waiting for her when she came out the bathroom he left out <laughs> left out with vanity Rick James like. Where's Vanity that he found that he lost his mind? Also, oh, Prince, Prince took Vanity. Yeah. Wow. These <laughs> guys are crazy. No, that you know that behind the scenes, that was like a Dave Chappelle skit times a thousand. Oh my behind gosh. The I could only he's imagine. He's stumbling on the couch. He's kicking people. He's punching people in the head with this ring, beauty <laughs> ring. Like it was going on. It had to be I can only imagine the stories. <laughs> Well, the, the, un, the untold ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, those are the two obvious choices, obviously. Um, yeah. So I guess I, I I got the next pick, and I, I struggled with this to be honest with you, because there's so many different directions to go here, um, and I, I thought about picking a producer first, um, just to set the stage. But then I'm like, I can't miss out on the talent, the top tier talent. By the time it gets back to me, I don't trust DJ Chris Nice or Shally even. <laughs> You know, they might they might take my picks before before I get to them. So, you know, so, um, you know, they always say like life in life, you know, things are complicated. Like, you know, we make it more complicated than, than it seems. And then sometimes life is just easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at this, 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 this artist here, you know, when you combine classic songs and albums 
with movies. They've sold over 200 million records worldwide, 16 Billboard Awards, 14 music, World Music Awards. They're inducted into the Grammy, R&B, and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, as much as I want to go all these different directions, the choice is right on the shelf. The, it's easy. Like this life is worth this is the easy choice right here. This this is my franchise pick. You know, they they call it a, they call her the voice for a reason. They call her the voice for a reason. So I'm gonna, you know, raise my glass and and welcome, welcome Whitney Houston to my team. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean what are we talking about here? What are, what are we talking about here? It's Whitney Houston. I, I can't. I, I can't deny Whitney Houston. And, and it's going to shape the rest of my draft for me because she's the headliner. She's, she has to be the headliner. And that was my number one. Sorry. <laughs> Pick somebody else. <laughs> she's coming with this team right Chris here. taking blows already, man. Yeah. First round blows, man. Yeah, that was my number one. They call her the voice for a reason and and uh, you know just to go over some statistics really quick like top selling uh, r&b female artists of the 20th century her 10-year run from 85 to 95 when you combine like the whitney houston album and then the whitney album you combine the the classic singles off the both of those albums you combine the bodyguard the fact that she's in a bodyguard yeah. you you know what i mean that that sold 45 million albums worldwide <laughs> You, you you include waiting Damn. to exhale. Mm. I mean, it's and honestly, it's probably like top five accomplishments for any any artist in any genre. Like you you can't like that, that 10 year run is like it's 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 second to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anybody else wanna 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 add want to mm-hmm. add to uh their opinions? You wanna say goodbye to right. Chris before she hops? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say goodbye to him first. <laughs> goodbye with me first. Okay. But that's gone. Okay. I always remember Whitney when she just came on the scene. One of my boys, shout out to the Benjis. One of my boys, he used to lose his mind every time she came on the on on the on the TV. Every time, because he couldn't take his eyes off her teeth. <laughs> it was too funny. He used to be like, "Look at her teeth! Oh my God, look at her teeth!" As he drooled it, he used to be like, "What's wrong with this guy?" Like we're like, listen to the listen to her voice, but he couldn't get over her face and her teeth. Like Whitney for me is a no-brainer because I mean she's the full package. She looks the way she looked the way she looked. The voice was like, like, like the voice to me is is absolutely amazing. When I think of Whitney even to this day, it it leaves me in such a like I get such a sad feeling sometimes. You know what I mean? Because it was like the perfect the perfect thing came around. But but exited wrong. Yeah. Like the perfect thing came in and, and, and exited wrong. Everybody's got their favorite songs. But for me, every time I hear shoop, and every time I hear didn't we almost have it all. Mm. When I hear those two tracks to me, I'm like, like, yeah. like this woman could have, she had the world like in her hands, like a couple of artists, but I'm not gonna name them now because somebody will probably teeth them. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's but you true. know, it's like it's, it's like you have the world in your hands and it's such a corrupted industry mm-hmm. that it, it just, most of them just end up dropping it. You almost can't help it. There's not a lot of artists that's that gifted and that blessed that lives to see like 70, 80, you know what I mean? And it's so sad because she had every single thing. I mean, beauty, 
voice that was un unmatchable, you know what I mean? And you exit like that, you know? So even to this day, I still feel it in the chest when, when, I, when I hear those two tracks, especially, you know? Great pick, Calvin, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> And at, at, at the end of the day, it's like, yo, she she's not a strong dancer, but I don't care. I don't I don't need that her to dance. You that didn't matter. Step to the Grammys, I, man. I don't you need her to dance. That's, that's that's right. <laughs> this, this, point. this is my ticket to castles all around the world, and and having not one but two private jets, one for me, and then one for you guys. So you know, whoever wants to travel, you know, Kiel, you want to go to Jamaica, you can use a plane. Sally, you want you want you want to go with your girls to Paris? I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's the woman that's taking me there. And, and I'm going to have a yacht with just only yacht music. So it's Christopher Cross, <laughs> nothing but yacht music. That's, that's where I'm going. Sail it away. Like. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. This, this is who takes me here. This is who takes me here. I am so proud of myself right now. Whitney Houston, got it. Let's go. Sally, who's your pick? <laughs> okay, so first of all, I just wanted to say that y'all's picks are great. Mm -hmm. But I want to represent sort of a different... Um, opinion on things recently puff daddy said that r&b is dead and i disagree um actually there's so many artists and so many subgenres of r&b that it's like crazy to choose i probably have 40 people here from different wow. times and whatever but um i wanted to choose somebody that is not only an amazing talent not only looks good on stage and can move but also knows how to be in a group knows how to be in a band and can still command the full stage. And that person for me was Bruno Mars. Oh, wow. Yes. Great pick. Huh? I pick. hate you so, for it, but great pick. <laughs> so <laughs> great pick. I picked Bruno Mars um, also because um, I want the members of my super group to be versatile. And I think he is one of the, you know, aside being one of the best vocalists I feel of our time, he is just very versatile in terms of genres. And even though he has his own sound, he can still morph and move in different genres soulfully and still come out like himself. And he's an amazing command of the stage. So I like, I like that. I like Great that. Pick. That's that's a that's a sub uh, you know what? That's it's I, I'm a little surprised, but not even really when you think about it. Like it's funny, like when he first came out. I wasn't a, a a big fan of him, to be honest with you. Like I used to see like his hair had like the, it was like always poofed up like a 1950s hairstyle. So I used to be like, this guy looks like Johnny Quest. I don't care about him. <laughs> I don't care about him. Like every time I saw him, I wanted to have like a rootier float. You know what I mean? But but then I think Uptown Funk was the first one where I went like, huh, that's interesting. That that sound that that's kind of nice, you know. But then it went super commercial, and then I was like, ah, whatever. But then I watched the Super Bowl performance. Mm. And by the time that was done, I was like, okay, Bruno, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bruno. Bruno, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. And then after that, when he came up with uh, the 24K Magic, that album, and it was like the whole nod to like the 80s and 90s R&B yes. and New Jack yeah. Swing, I was like, all right, I'm, anytime he comes to Toronto, I'm going to a concert. I'm mm. all in. I'm all in. Agreed, agreed, agreed. After that. Yes. Especially when you throw in the whole Silk Sonic project with Anderson. Oh, I love. Yeah, yeah that's a great like, awesome. Yeah, that was different level stuff, too. That was great. Out of here. Out of here. Yeah. And yeah, his history exactly. has been in being in bands and groups. Even before we knew him, he was part of a band. Um, and a lot of those guys are still with him to this day. So it shows how he knows how he can work with people. Yep. Even though he can command the stage, he can Devo out and all that. But 
he can actually work with people in a band, and that's important. Great pick. I love it. <laughs> Brutal like I bar, said, I, I, I hate you for it, but it's a great <laughs> <laughs> Great pick. Is it, is it is it Bruno Bars on reason uh, for for Bruno reason Bars? That, uh, Bruno Bars. <laughs> Bruno got some bars or what? Oh, bar, I'm sorry. <laughs> bars, oh Mars. I thought you were making a statement right there. That's I, was like, right. I, was I gonna, see you. Because he got that, Mike Jacks as well. So that's why yeah. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, he's playing <laughs> Bruno Bars. You got to sip. Sip. Don't go with it. I'm starting the trend. Bruno Bars, man. That's how, that's how it's working. His next, Mars, his next, his next album is going to be is going to be a rap album. So that, that's saying. right. It's Bruno Bars. It's, it's not a typo. It's not a typo. It's been it's hot fire typo. right now. All right. <laughs> like Dylan. Like Dylan. Like uh, <laughs> all right. So for the last pick of the first round, we got Chris Nice, who's been waiting, waiting, waiting patiently. So. Oh. Two's already gone that I'm, that I'm not I knew that was gone. And then my Whitney is gone. That one hurt. <laughs> but I have another one that this is the best way I could, I could express this artist. Some artists, I love singers. Like, I love singers. There's certain, there's certain artists that when you go to their concert, you literally get goosebumps, right? But then there's some artists that's popular out there that I come that they're not they're not the best singers in my opinion, but I give them mad props because they have the right team. So sometimes what happens if 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 your voice isn't like an Aretha Franklin, you have the right team, you could still command power. And this artist, to me, I've been saying this about this artist for like 20 years. I've seen her live maybe three times. And to me, she's the epitome of if you're not, if you don't have the best voice, have the best team. And that's Miss Mary Jane Blige. Okay. I, I knew that's where you were going. Mm. <laughs> Crossing oh, that off DJ. my list. <laughs> like, like no brainer, especially as a DJ. What she okay. did to me when she came out the box, like with Uptown and stuff, as a DJ, you know how much parties she's helped me like bring to another level? Like back in the Kevin, you know, like back in the nineties, like you know, how much parties you were like when I bring this this Mary J. Blige into the mix. Oh my God! And you you watch the place just explode. She's phenomenal. And and listen, I'm saying this, and Calvin knows about this story. I'm saying this, and she gave me one of the biggest snobs of my lifetime. <laughs> gave me one of the biggest snobs of my lifetime. I'll tell. I, can I tell my story real quick? Go ahead. <laughs> I get a call from, um, I don't know if you guys remember um, Master T back in the days. Mm. I remember. So Master yeah, T. Music. Yeah. yeah, much music. So Master T calls me. He's like, we're, we're interviewing um, Mary. Do you want to meet her? I was like, hell yeah. He's like, okay, get down here. Jump in my ride. Take off. Did some mad shit on the highway to get down to much music. We get there. It was me and hopefully he remembers this, but it was me and Mastermind. Shout out to yeah. Mastermind. I know Mastermind. <laughs> so me and Mastermind's chilling. He interviews her. Everything's great. You know, she finishes the interview. He says with her manager, I think it was her manager, but I know he was involved in it. We got two people here. Da, da, da. She said, okay. Walked right past us, right out the exit door, where limo was waiting for her. <laughs> so, and me and Mastermind stood there like, what just happened? And we laughed and we laughed, but it was one of the coldest <laughs> blow-offs. Now, this is even worse. When I, when I was doing concerts with Live Nation, 
we did Mary J. Blige. I was I, I was um, there when the 18-wheeler showed up, mm-hmm. but I had to leave, so I couldn't watch them construct the stage. So I came back that night. Um, the stage was constructed, beautiful, everything. I was like, okay, I'm finally meeting Mary J. Blige. Because <laughs> in between, I saw her live before in Buffalo, one of the best concerts, actually. I saw her with Biggie, um, Puffy, Ooh, like nice. sick in Buffalo. So third time with Mary, I'm involved with this concert. I'm meeting Mary J. Blige, hands down. She didn't want to meet nobody. <laughs> she did a concert. To this day, I never saw her. She came <laughs> off. She, she flew in, went backstage, knocked out the show, out. And I stood there like, will I ever meet this chick? Three times. <laughs> and I've never met Mary J. Blige. But that, the first one and the, and the third one is the worst. Because the first one, she walked literally off my shoulder. Didn't give me a drop for my radio. You know, at the time, nothing. And the, and the third time... I was one of the co-promoters. I mean. <laughs> she don't like you, Chris. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like she knows about me or something. and just like, I don't want to meet that guy. She, she didn't yeah. like you. <laughs> He's like, that don't guy. Stop. You can't it's come you, backstage. Yeah. So how are you going to manage the super group if she's not going to come uh, to the, uh, the, you know, the, the rehearsals? She don't want um, to. She's not going to talk to you. Yeah. She's not joining the group. <laughs> when you're of that level, you take the chance. <laughs> Fair especially enough. when, especially when Whitney was was stolen from me. But anyways, let's move. Let's go. I, I was going to say, is she, is she is she hearing this now? Going like, oh god, I hope I get traded. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I wouldn't I be little, surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mary, I have a little Mary story too. I don't know whether it was a situation where she just didn't like like interacting with the public or not. But there was a signing at a at a record store down in Toronto. I, I mm. guess it was, it was probably. Uh, HMV or one of the cases and my boy got invited to come down so yeah we're gonna meet Mary he's like yo come with me I'm like great so I grab my records I'm like yes we get Mary to sign the records we get down there massive lineup yeah I remember those to meet with her finally get to meet with her I pull up the records and the security guy just steps in and says no you're signing this it was just a picture of her She she didn't even look up sign go it's like, wow, okay, uh, someone's having a bad day. <laughs> to the side, but, but actually before we got to her, there was somebody, there was a woman standing there, and I didn't realize who it was until wow. after I was chatting with the woman. She was so pleasant. It was actually Mary J. Bly's sister. Wow. Because she always rose with her sister, so it may have been her that you, that you saw yeah. previously. But her sister was mad cool, and, and then after we, you know, we just got that little brush off. Granted, I know there was like hundreds of people. Uh, heard that she married had a headache she had a headache that day so she really didn't even want to be there but contractual obligations had her have to do what she had to do so mm. i don't know whether maybe you're maybe you're her headache chris i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> i must have been in the area <laughs> yeah, must i must have, have been, been in, uh, on young street or something around that time oh, she was sensing it like oh my yeah. god this, new kid. <laughs> this guy again <laughs> <laughs> but you know what kevin at the same time and i don't mean to sound harsh right but at the same time, when you're in this game, you got to fake it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to fake it because my philosophy in life is two things. If I meet somebody, I don't know where this person's heading tomorrow. This person might be a nobody, but he might be a god tomorrow, which I've seen that story happen many times. So number yes. one, number one, you don't know where this person's going. Number two, this person could be a radio DJ. And at the time, I was a radio DJ, and, I, and I, that's when I had the mix show on BLK. 
Yeah. So when that person pisses you off, like another artist did to me one time, but we won't mention him. I, I tried to not play his track for about two years. I thought, he was a, I thought he was a prick, a prick. And when I finally met him, I met him, I met him years after, and he tried to pull me aside um, to introduce one of his records to me. I think we were in Dallas at a music conference, and he wow. couldn't remember me, of course. And I remember I was like, man, that, and I kept walking. So, so you always have to remember the yep. people you look at as nobodies. You don't know who they are, and you don't know where they're going. So to me, once you come into this industry, you you have to become an actor or an actress. Fake it. No yeah. matter what you're going to, smile. It's quick. And leave that person with a good feeling. So now, especially back in those those days, when I get her track in the in the mail, I'm gonna be like, yes, I'm I wanna play this. Not a, not I have to play this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that same artist that I'm talking that I told you about, I ended up playing his his records maybe two, three years later, because I had no choice. He was so massive. I had to mess with him, but I tried to not play stuff for like a year or so. So to me, you know, and Shali, you, you understand what I'm saying, I'm being an artist. You got to fake it, man. You know what I mean? You don't know who people are that you run into every day. Look at them as a possible blessing. And we'll get the exclusive on who that artist is after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when this, when this goes off, we'll <laughs> <laughs> gonna be uh, dropping names, dropping names. I, I love these stories, man. Keep them coming. <laughs> so, 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 who do you prefer before before we move on to the next round? Who do you prefer, Dark, Dark Mary or Happy Mary? Mm. Me personally, I rather Happy Mary, and here's why: because every time I saw Mary, no, when I saw Mary live, um, when we when we did her, when I saw her live, I felt like apologizing to all women. When that concert was done, I felt like I felt like I was trash when that concert was done. Yeah, she she basically took about two to three hours to just to me, my personal opinion, to shit on men. Yeah. I remember sitting in the stands like, "What did we do?" You know what I mean? <laughs> every, almost every yeah. song started with. I remember I was dating this guy once, and we were like, "Oh my god!" You know what I mean? <laughs> I felt shitty being a male that concert, so I yeah. rather. I rather happy Mary because after a while it's like okay, like how much times could have you has somebody yeah, broken yeah, off? Would like, you pick better men? Me? Right? Like choose better men. You got a point there. Do better. My my life, Mary is my favorite because it's like it's part happy, part sad, miserable. Yeah, like it's it's a medium. It's not all miserable. My favorite, like, my favorite Mary J album, man. I love what's the 411 and the remix one, but man, yeah. my life just my life, yeah. Oh man, that, that's that sends me to outer space. Well, we were talking about Chucky Thompson, man. That was that yeah. incredible because of that album. Yeah, so good. So true, so true. Absolutely, absolutely. All Hold right, on, before you move on, what's the track again? But um ah oh, gosh, I can't remember it. Those pretty memories. I know I love you. Oh. Yeah, I love you. I, I love, love you. you. Yes. When that because, song came out, the Isaac Hayes sample. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Cheese when that song came out. Oh, yeah. That, that song hits me. It hits me in the feels every time I hear it. Like, it's like yep. I just remember what I was doing when that happened. Like, yep. Yeah, ridiculous. Man. And, the, and yeah. then when they added Smith and Wesson to it, look, coming from, coming, from, coming from Montreal, that was like, that used to shut down <laughs> the parties every time you played yeah. that remix. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. played that song, it shut down, it shut down the parties. Yeah, the monsters she put out, I mean, yeah. to me, it's yeah. a no-brainer. Is she my favorite vocal artist? No. You know, but as far as, like, 
you know, coming from a DJ's like, like yeah. aspect on it, coming from from even a club goer. I mean, come on, records, man. man. She got records. Oh my god. Oh yeah, she got hits. Yeah. Hits, hits, like, hits, like ridiculous, man. Yeah. You know, for, for a so long we're, time. We're, yeah. yeah. No, we're getting all the guys' input. I'm, I was just about to ask Shally what's her take on uh, Mary uh, on Mary as a female oh, artist. She's and, one of. She's been one of my favorite artists. Um, I actually, I. While people say she's not the best singer, um, her tone to me is everything. And when she first came out, I definitely think that she was doing a take on like almost like a hip hop Anita Baker, like just a really warm, like rich, lower tone, mm-hmm. um, you know, like in terms of her fluidity as a vocalist doing, you know, jazz, like actual jazz. She did like more like hip hop version of that, like a rough, raw sound of that and I just always like her. I just feel like she's herself. She's one mm. of the most mm. authentic people from early on. We're in a very fake industry, especially when she came mm. out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think she's a great pick. She's one of those people, too. She's a worker. You know, she's shown that she can tour, that she can stand the test of time, that she can do, like, uh, classic records, encouraging records, you know, sad records, happy records like fast club records, mm-hmm. slow R&B records, like, you know what I mean? Like, I Remixes, feel like she, yeah. Yeah, and she can perform for hours. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. She's not going to blow out after, after a few songs. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. she, she, and you know, just the fashion and like, that's still to this day is like ridiculous. Like the young girls are struggling to keep up. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think she's, uh, yeah, she, she's good for the older crowd and the younger crowd. Yeah, like that's a solid pick. Like I had her and I have to cross it off. <laughs> nah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I, you guys have some great stories that I was listening to. Okay. Agitating. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you have to if if you've been in the game this long, you don't have these stories, you're doing you're doing it wrong. Sure. You know what I mean? Experience life. Yeah. If even if they even if they pretty much like almost spat in your face and walk past you and stuff, it's still a story, right? You got a story. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's sitting there like, I want to be traded so bad. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this special series of the AV Podcast, the R&B Fantasy Draft. Thank you for listening to round one. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. You can watch it on the South Shore AV YouTube channel. Watch it for yourself. And as always, you can check out the show on all platforms. I'll be updating the South Sharaf website each and every Friday if you want to watch every episode in one spot. All right. So make sure you stay locked into the page and make sure you like, rate, review and subscribe to the series as well as wherever you listen to my shows from South Sharaf Radio. As promised, the R&B Fantasy Drive playlist is updated and available for you Spotify listeners right now. And it'll be updated each and every Saturday morning until the series is over starting next Saturday. So basically the day after the release of each round. It's hyperlinked in the description of the show notes for this episode and each round attached to it. So no need to ask. Click on it and enjoy. All right. Thank you once again for tuning in. And for you NBA lovers, the annual NBA season previews at the Eastern and Western Conference will be up next week with the Eastern Conference being up next Thursday. Uh, this season is about to be crazy, crazy. I'm, I'm just as excited about it as you are. All right, so stay tuned. Until next week, y'all. For Shally, DJ Chris Nice, DJ Keo, and Welcome Productions. My name is Cal C, and you just tuned into the Av Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. I'll see you next Friday. 
And for everybody listening in Canada and the U.S., have a great long weekend. Peace.